Last time on the Dungeon Patrol, the party ventured into the small village of Orbreystone, where a wizened wizard presented them with an errant and cryptic portents of doom. Their departure was delayed by a desperate father's pleas, and the next day's travel was disturbed by thunderous booms from a blue sky. Will this latest omen spell disaster for our heroes? Find out now. Episode 11. Already? Yay. Yes, already. Um, so we we uh, we sort of um, got cut off at a pretty interesting point uh, last week. Uh, you guys had uh, heard this loud explosion, and I'd, I'd hoped to get us there so you could uh, see what was going on, but uh, we were... Can you, you remind know, us of what that explosion sounded like? It was like a thunderclap. And like yeah. cultists exploding. Yes, just cultists are just exploding across. I, I was hoping for like an actual like noise from you. Oh, from me? <laughs> oh, man. I can barely do any different voices. I don't know if I can do uh, sound effects too, but it was a big kaboom and uh, kind of a rolling clap uh, of thunder and uh, off in the distance. And you guys. Um, uh, I'm assuming, uh, could tell, uh, from the direction that this came from and maybe started heading in that, that, that way. I think yes. we all shrugged yep. decided to go the other way. Yeah. Eh, We've had whatever. enough side quests at this point. Oh, it's like, let's just is, go from A to B and all, be done with it. Yeah. Part of the experience. Halloran's really rubbing off on us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys, uh, not spur my horse, but I guess whatever you did to make it go faster. Okay. And so you're you're riding along and, and you're kind of confused by it. Um, Let's head towards the dangerous noise. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Heroes ride towards I'm danger. Can I shake my head again? Yeah. I, I will. Yeah. I'll trot ahead. All right. So you're, you're heading in the general direction of the thunderclap and you, uh, you know, go through over some hills and it's, uh, you know, not really rugged terrain, so it's pretty easy for your horses to follow along. And um, you uh, you get there, and all of a sudden, there's another explosion. Oh. Um, but this one sounds like um, not a thunderclap, more of a regular explosion. And uh, just a big kaboom. And you actually see some smoke and stuff off on the distance, just over this ridge that's up ahead. Um, and if you get closer, you see, um, and I don't know if it's on your map right now, but you see a, a wagon has been overturned. Some of the stuff that was in the wagon has been uh, tossed around and is strewn about the ground. Um, and you see the um bodies of some horses it looks like they've been uh well they're dead obviously 
um, but they've been mangled, torn apart, bits of them uh, ripped off, and uh, you know, blood and gore everywhere. Oh no! How horrible! It's not Fizzy's card, is it? Um, if you want to roll perception, feel free. Twenty-three. Right. So you're you're still um, some some distance away, uh, but uh, you can definitely tell that it uh, was Busby Fizzbane's <gasps> cart. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, so uh, you see smoke off in the distance. The cart or the wagon and the dead horses are closer to you. And beyond that, you see this cloud of smoke starting to rise up into the air. So Thora will very quickly head to the cart and just look and see if um, Busby or his apprentice, she can't ever remember her name. Darley. Whatever. <laughs> you remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are, are there. Yeah. Well, I'll yeah, come galloping down. All right. I'm going to scan the area. Okay. So you're scanning the area. The others are coming forward. Uh, you get to the cart. You see that, you know, yeah, things have been kind of tossed about, uh, tipped over, horses, mangled, gore, blood, um, chaos, obviously. Something happened here. Um, and probably where you're at, you can see, um, you know, a little fire uh, pit. And it looks like maybe uh, this is where um, Busby and company camped for the night. Busby? No Busby. So I will dismount and quickly, you know, come looking around the area. All right. So the only thing that you really can see from there um, is this smoke off in the distance. And it's not too far away now. Um, It's approaching? No, you you have gotten closer as you uh, came closer to the wagon. Um, and it's over the hill. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ride up a little bit and try to see over the hill. Yeah. yeah. Once Thora has ascertained that Busby's not with the wagon, then she will head towards the smoke. All right. So does there seem like there's a source of explosion here? Like what? Uh, no. What does no it look like killed here. the horses? It looks like they were uh, beaten to death. Oh. And then pieces of them cut off or ripped off oh um i think the ogres just couldn't take his chatter anymore that's it <laughs> and just snapped um i don't get paid enough for this uh you guys are approaching the smoke and uh you still some trees in your way um so you don't really see anything you can continue forward towards the smoke um it's probably a good um 30, 40 feet. Okay. So, uh, where you're at now, uh, on the map, uh, Kulsho appears to be out in the lead uh, with Thora behind going on one side of the ridge. Alaron and Bjorn are going on the opposite side of the ridge. Um, Kulsho, you see one of the ogres up ahead, uh, and he looks angry. Called it. And uh, the ogre, um, I'm going to see if he notices you, because you're only about, what, 25 feet away now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll call out to him, you there. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that solves that. That's okay. friendly. Yeah. I guess he notices. Where's so, Fizzy? What's going on? He he turns around and he appears to be, you know, a little confused um, seeing you there. But then he, like, lets out this, you know, bestial roar and he charges at you. Oh. Well, that's not friendly. And I think it's time to roll some initiative. Yay. This is where we want the good number. Yeah. Of all that, you know, that friendship that you had with the ogres, it's just, I, I thought you guys... I would, thought we really had some bonding there. Yeah, just buds for life. Uh, so, Cull Show, what did you get? Fifteen. Fifteen. Not oh. nearly high enough. Well, it looks like it might be. Uh, Bjorn. I rolled two natural 20s in a row for that perception and then another one, so at 28. Good. Wow. So, Thora. 12. 12. Alaron. We're 12 buddies. 12 buddies. And the ogre's got a mighty 7. Um, so, uh, ogre's in your grill right now, uh, Cull Show. Um, and, uh, but Bjorn, who is on the other side uh, of the hill, he, he sees... Up on this ridge, you see, uh, or maybe hear, um, an ogre stomping around up there. Yeah, I probably can feel the, the ground is shaking. Yeah. So you're kind of far away from mm-hmm. where Kulsho was encountering one of them. I'm going to still wrap around to where I'm just going to yeah. use my first action here just to go ahead and... Okay. Can I see the any part of the ogre? Um, God, I would I would say no. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to go towards Thora on my horse as my movement, and then can I just count my action as getting off the horse? Uh, sure. Okay. So I'll get there. I, I'm guessing a pony is probably 25, <laughs> right? Right. Okay. And then I'll just dismount. All right, so you're dismounting. Yep. Um, you see Thora. You see. Uh, you can probably get the sense that Cull shows around the, a tree in front of you there. Yeah. And you probably can tell that he's uh, he's engaged with uh, a rather angry ogre at this point. All right. Uh, okay. So next, Cull show, you're up. I am going to howl in rage. Okay. As my bonus section, that's I'm going to rage. All right. <clears throat> rage and- away. Yes, and I'm I'm going to skewer this ogre from the bottom up with my longsword. Oh, good, good. Let's see what you can do. Apparently not much. Really? No. no. Well, re- really? You don't have the greatest AC. Uh, that's going to be a seven. Oh, yeah. You're, you're right. I should have trusted you. <laughs> Uh, so swing and a miss on the ogre who's, uh, in your face. Um, and Aleron, you're up. I will ride up behind Bjorn. Can I see the ogre to the north yet? I guess I should have asked since you are 12 buddies with, uh, Thora who wants to go first. That's fine. Okay. Okay. So you're riding up, uh, behind Bjorn who is kind of next to Thora now. Um, 
And are you, did you say you were dismounting? No, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not dismounting. So can I see either of the ogres at this point? Um, I would say that you can see the one that's engaged with Kull Show. Okay. Well, then I'm going to summon the shadows from amongst the trees that we're under and direct them at the ogre. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, it's terrible. Um, so that would be a 13 to hit. Uh, that will hit. Yay. Yeah. Okay. So we're looking at 5d6. Wow. I always forget how terrible that is. That'd be 14 points of damage. Oh, not bad. So shadows kind of rise up around the ogre and start to uh, take a chunk out of him. And uh, he, uh, he did some damage there. Um, and he's wondering where that came from. Because he probably can't see you, actually, um, since he's a little bit taller. Um, Thora, your turn. Um, Thora is going to look at that ogre and, and hold her arm out steady with her fingers spread and, and, um, say something that, that nobody can quite make out at this point in time, but is going to try and use witch bolt on the ogre oh have you used witch bolt before? no this is this is something i have not previously used wow okay so that's a 16 uh that will yeah do it okay so um witch bolt it lasts up to a minute and so crackling blue energy hits the creature and it forms an arc of lightning so every time it will take 2d12 um, yeah. damage for up to a minute. And that's automatic. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Automatic. And that is ridiculous. Yeah. So you, you have to keep making attack rolls each round? Yeah. Let's not worry about your spell slots there. Um, yeah. It says, I don't think, it just says to you the target automatically. The spell ends if you use your action to do anything else. Oh, or if it moves outside okay. the spell's range. So as long as this is all I'm doing, it. yeah. it's going to do 2d12. So every round, yep. it's going to do 2d12, yep. as long as you don't do anything else or get out of range. Right. All right. right. She's just focusing on damaging, which right. bolting the heck out of this that's thing. Right. Looking a lot like the emperor right now. <laughs> uh, so that's 13. Wow. Oh, wow. Not too shabby. Yeah. So, yeah, right... You know, this ogre is, you know, looking at this barbarian that has been talking to them this, you know, past few days and trying to, you know, crush him and has all these grand plans on how he's going to do it and uh, gets blasted by these shadows and this bolt of energy comes out of nowhere and really confused and really hurt right now. Um, Are you still mounted? Yes. So I'm, just... yeah, I'm imagining this is like right over my head. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. My hair is probably all, <laughs> yeah, all staticky, sticking yeah. up. Um, so now it's the ogre's turn, um, and that ogre that's been engaged with you, Call Show, and has been taking some damage is going to take a swing with a big old club, and that is a let me see here, twenty-two. Ouch! 
Yeah. Ooh. Might hurt. Might hurt. A I do lot. have resistance, so it'll be. Uh... Yeah, you're going to want to have this. So. That's right. You got the giant. Um, that would be eight points of damage to you. Is that after it's half? That is after it is wow. half. So I'm glad I have resistance. Yeah, that's yeah, and Ouch. That, that helped a lot, but still um, rolled well. And then uh, you hear um, him shout out. Um, and you don't really understand what he said, but it's just kind of a you know lou- loud shout and probably calling for his uh, companion. Um and what language is it? Uh, you believe it was giant. I actually speak giant. Oh, do you? That's why I asked. So it was a help. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the other ogre comes uh, stomping down that ridge and uh, manages to make it to to you and is going to take another swipe at call show. And oh my god, that's another hit. Uh, 25 that time. And let's see. And that's six more damage to you. And then go and level up, get more hits. You just want to see how much I can take. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they're they're rolling really well right now. Um, so, but it's Bjorn's turn. He's All right. Fight. As my bonus action, I'm going to cast a Zephyr Strike, and you're going to see me speed up. It allows me to go an extra 30 feet on this turn and go through them without provoking an attack of opportunity. Nice. I'm going to get back here, like my little legs just run. <laughs> and then on this turn, I get advantage and an extra D8 on one this one hit. And what, why do you get that? It's part of this. Once before the spell ends, you can give yourself advantage on one weapon attack. Roll on your turn. Nice. That attack deals an extra 1d8 force damage on a hit. Whether you hit or miss, your walking speed increases 30 feet into the end. And then the opportunity attacks until mm-hmm. I end the spell. Awesome. Okay. So that's going to be an advantage. And that's going to be a 22 to hit. That will definitely hit. So. Are you going for. Uh, I'm going for the one that's. That. Uh, the first one to my right. Okay. Straight ahead. It's been damaged already? Yes. Sorry. Okay. And that's, oh, that's Let's oh, see. So that's uh, 10 points. 10. That's not bad. Of damage. And, and uh, yep, the D8. So it's a one point of force damage. And then I don't know if that matters or not. Okay. Uh, so 10 points of damage. That probably looked really cool. This little... Mm-hmm. Uh, creature comes flying through and runs right past them through their legs, and mm-hmm. it's and the flash. <laughs> <laughs> Shoots them from uh, from behind. So that yeah, that and then cool. I'm going to. I still have. I think because I would have a total of more movement than this. I'm just going to kind of poke behind that tree. Okay, so getting out of sight a little bit. Yep. All right. Good call. That is, that is my turn. All right. Call show. You're up. All right, in Giant, I'm going to shout out to them. You traitors, backstabbers, betrayers of your own kind. You'll pay for this. Okay. And then hopefully... Hopefully, yeah. Not hit him again. What? Uh, oh. Call show. That's disappointing. You're just a punching bag right now. Too much talky-talky. Yeah. Distracting uh, yourself. Yeah. 
Uh, I rolled a two. Yeah, geez. Elrond. Okay, um, I'm going to move up behind Thora. Can I see the ogre through the... Yeah. Okay, right there I can. Um, And I think at this point I'm just going to use my... uh, I have a crossbow, don't I? Yes. I'm going to use my light crossbow. Shoot Shoot at the one that is already damaged. That is a 15, which hits. Yes. And then we've got... Eight points of damage. Is it five feet within you that they get an advantage? It is five feet. Does be attacking the same from the opponent that I'm fighting? Okay. Okay. So I think he. Mm. So I don't I get. Yeah. No, no, no. So, no, he, no. so yep. he's ten feet. Yeah. So that's part of you're talking about your barbarian your totem. Yeah. Basically, anybody fighting the same person I'm fighting gets advantage. Oh, okay. If you're if you're adjacent to it, adjacent to it. Not to it. it. Okay. So you'd yeah. have to be like that. So pretty much melee. Only. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, it, I have to go. I don't think it says, but I mean, if you're in missile. Yeah. But you just have disadvantage. So you wouldn't have disadvantage because would you'd have advantage. So you'd be washed out. Yeah. yeah. But still, it's not still, bad. It's better than. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a party uh, friendly thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what did you do again? Damage? Uh, Eight points. Eight points with the crossbow. Oh. Sure. Boing. Oh, so yeah, they're they're. I mean, they just got yelled at and giant, which kind of surprised <laughs> them. And uh, then a crossbow comes flying in and sticks them right in the in the shoulder, and uh, really hurt now, really uh, upset. And uh, it's Thora's turn. So I'm just going to concentrate on continuing to which bolt, which bolt, the one. It's brutal. It is brutal. Uh, 12. 12. Yeah. And so um, the witch bolt crackles again. You can see the energy kind of uh, 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 fade in and out. And then it flares up around the the ogre that you've all been attacking. And uh, he seems kind of wobbly. Um, uh, he's uh, bleeding uh, and has been, you know, hit by tons of spells and electrical energy and um he is really hurt now maybe not long for this world but it's his turn so he gets one parting shot maybe on call show here um 18 will not do it um but his pal here is gonna take a swing at you too oh and that's a 17 so yes yeah, you uh, you made it through that round unscathed, and we're back to Bjorn. So I'm going to step out. <clears throat> I'm now going to cast another spell. I'm going to Zephyr Strike is over. I'm gonna, as a bonus action, I'm going to move to Hunter's Mark. Okay. So I can't use Zephyr Strike anymore. But that <clears throat> put a cast a mark on him, and I'm going to shoot at him. Do it. Make it happen. Do it. That is a. 19 to hit. Uh, yeah. Definitely hits. That gives me an extra D6. Um, 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. Yes, sir. Um, so that hits. Um, maybe hits something vital. Uh, and this ogre who's kind of seemed wobbly before. And uh, with a loud crash, 
it looks like it's kind of in slow motion. Mm -hmm. He falls down before you and is dead. Um, so one ogre down. Nicely done, little man. Yeah, that was nicely done. Uh, the other one is still raging, though, and it's Cull Show's turn. There we go. That'll be a 21. 21. That will hit. Finally. For nine damage. Nine damage. And um, he's really upset. He just got hit uh, through the belly, and his partner is down. And things aren't looking so good anymore. Alron, your turn. Crossbow to the face. Or not. That was a one. Oh. <laughs> All right. So you're done. A little, uh, little too close to my head on that. <laughs> Watch it. Stay through, out of my way. Through First your there's hair. lightning. Now there's crossbow bolts. Through your flowing hair. You know. <laughs> In slow motion. <laughs> uh, so, Thora, time to witch bolt. Or no. No. Yeah. No, because it's dead. Dead. Yeah. So you'll have to... So um, Thora will just um, use Eldritch Blast again and do her gesture and say, join him. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Even Thora's getting dark. Yeah. Very dark. That is 22. Yeah. Yep. He's going to feel this... Ah, sorry. I lost the dice because it was a different one. Okay. For five damage. Five damage. Okay. Well, that's something. And uh, he's uh, he's not, not happy. Uh, he's, uh, you know, still lost his buddy and just got hit by something totally new. And it's his turn now. And I think he's still going to take a big swipe at Cull Show. And 16, not going to do it. Mm -mm. Ah. Bobbing and weaving. Yep. Uh, figured him out now. Um, back to Bjorn. So I'm going to move my hunter's mark over to him because my first mark was dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's going to be a 27 to hit. So I think that hits. Yes, it does. And that is six, 11 points of damage. 11. You guys are... Chopping these guys down pretty quickly. Um, so he feels that and hear another roar um, as he kind of starts to turn to, you know, take a look at what, what hit him from behind, but still pretty fixated on the three people uh, in front of him. I say, finish him, big guy. <laughs> uh, Cull Show, you're up. I'll move uh, five feet to my right so I'm between the creature and Thora. Okay. Just in case he gets ideas and then i will swipe at him again with a nine <clears throat> uh no just off balance does he warm up yeah warm up. i didn't gotta... have a chance to stretch this morning <laughs> <laughs> it was the porridge oh my might want to talk about getting a new barbarian this one's broken <laughs> <laughs> well he's taking you can taking talk to him shot. about that <laughs> You can have that conversation. I'm doing my job here. You see the bruises? <laughs> he's here to make <laughs> that, us... That is half your job. He's here so to make us you. food, you know. Right? You would have already, like, been dead. Yeah. <laughs> no question. Aleron, uh, uh, you're up. Okay, I'm going to shoot him. Okay, and that is uh, an 18. Wow. That will, that will hit. 
and we're looking at six points of damage. Six more points of damage. A little crossbow bolt uh, sticking in his uh, neck there. Kind of roars and tries to swipe it away. Um, Thora, you're up. Oh, we will be blasting again. Blasting. Uh, yep, that is a 24. Yes. Oh, yeah. Five damage. I rolled oh. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling damages. minimum, yep. Yeah. Five more damage. Chipping away. At least it's a hit. Um, so, Ogre, uh, he's up. And Sorry, that could take this. Yep. Time to... It's, it's like you're rocky, basically, just taking punches. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, yeah. It's not the ninth <laughs> round yet. The old rope-a-dope. Um, whoops, that was cockeyed there. And that is a 20 Oh, ah, back in business. Mm. And this is, um, let's see. Why do you smile when you hit, Jerry, <laughs> and then you don't? When you- <laughs> I mean, when I hit him. It's a G, I'm saying. <laughs> 20 AC, it's so rare. I have to enjoy it. And he basically gets minimum damage. Uh, let's see. So four damage for you after it's halved. Oh, it's nothing. Yeah. That was a glancing blow at most. This I'm mighty club. Thankful for resistance right now. Yeah, that's very helpful. I would be dead. Uh, Bjorn, back to All you. All right, let's get one good shot on this son of a gun. Um, it's gonna be a twenty-eight to hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These low rolls. Um, nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. <clears throat> That's not insignificant. So he seems to be a little woozy now, wobbling around, uh, you know, really kind of roaring away, but, you know, blood streaming down his back and streaming down the front and uh, looks to be pretty, pretty good. Give Cole Show a little pep. You can do it, big guy. <laughs> Cole Show, your turn. Show him how it's done. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Oh, I just, you know, <laughs> one of those dice. Second oh. fort. You know what? I may have to just put that one <laughs> dice aside. Dice jail. Yeah. yeah, dice jail. We're bringing another die up. All right. I'm going to go with the green. Oh, look at that. That would have been a 19. <laughs> All right. Would have been. Elron. Crossbow. Uh, no. No? That's... Wow. Pretty reliable with the crossbow. Thora. Blast him. End this. That is an 18. Yep. That okay. will hit. Let's see if we can roll other than minimum damage. Yes. Uh, that is 12 damage this time. Well, so that makes up for it. Yeah. Um, so Eldritch Blast hits him right in the chest, and you see the, the dent it leaves in the kind of layer of, uh, you know, uh, skin and, and fat in his chest, and... You know, leaves a dent there, and he rocks back, almost tips over, but catches himself at the last second. Um, his turn. Submit. <laughs> <laughs> Surrender. Uh, and he is going for you, Cole Show. No, another sixteen. So not gonna do it. And your mistake, Bjorn. Up. I'm gonna kiss my arrow. Yeah. Notch it. Another 28 to hit. That's 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. So wobbly from that Eldritch Blast, 
just managed to catch himself from tipping over backwards and takes a crossbow bolt. Uh, you have a crossbow? No, an yeah, arrow. Yeah, a little yeah, arrow. A little arrow. Little arrows. Uh, sorry. So take an arrow in the back again, and he then topples forward, almost landing on Kulsho, but kind of lands against the tree, falls to the ground, big heap of bloody blubber there, and is dead. Good job, guys. I mean, some of you, Kulsho, you took some damage for the party. Good job. You're welcome. Um, oh. Not feeling so good, big guy? Uh, you know... It was a little beating. I've got quite a few good berries here. You can so, take what you want. Thora's immediately going to start looking for Busby and okay. calling out to him. All right. So you don't hear anything. Um, no one responds, but there's still that smoke up ahead, kind of be, you know, behind where yeah. Bjorn is standing. Let's go up to this. How many of those berries do you have? 30. <sighs> Hit point each. I feel like it. I could eat about 18 of them right now. All right. Here's 18. I'll count them out. One, two. No. All right. They're yours. All right. So, Kulsho, we're going to have to talk about your friend circle at some point because, uh, you know, the people you picked to be friends with, they were, they were surly types. Kind of iffy. Yeah. Yeah. Something, I'm something happened. Surprised by the betrayal, though. Um. So you guys uh, get up there and you see uh, a smoking kind of crater. There's mm-hmm. like a tree that's on fire. Um, and on top of um, this boulder, uh, you see, uh, well, you shouldn't see that. Um, so, but you see the body of uh, Darley. Uh, lying on top of a boulder. No. Oh. She, uh, you know, it seems to, you can't tell if she's alive or, or what. I but, will go check on her. Okay. So you go up and um, as you get closer, you notice another body or what's left of one in the crater. Okay. I'm going to assume that body's not doing too well. Yeah. Okay. Looks like we know where the boom came from. Yeah. It's the boom. Um, so you check on Darley, and she she is alive. Okay. Um, she's just been knocked out. Okay. Um, she's not bleeding out or anything like that? No. No. Okay. She's just uh, um, got knocked off her feet and maybe bumped Concussed. her head. Yeah. So uh, you could probably rouse her if you okay. wanted I, to. I will. Um, so she she comes to, and she, she looks... You know, very startled, and she immediately uh, crawls up onto her knees and and looks uh, in the direction of where the the crater is, and she starts crying. Oh. You know, and she's like, "Oh, Busby, Busby, why, you old fool? Why? What happened? What happened?" Um. So she takes a while to calm down, um, but eventually uh, she's able to tell you that, that they had made camp for the night. And she said the the ogres kept looking up at the full moon and, um, you know, were acting very strangely. And when they woke up the next morning, they they went crazy and they started killing the horses and wrecking the wagon. And they um, chased uh, Busby and Darley to this boulder 
and uh, Busby had that horn. You remember that horn that was so expensive? Yes. He had that horn, and uh, he told her to, you know, stand back. Um, oh, my. And he jumped off the boulder and blew the horn, and there was a loud clap of thunder, and the ogre was knocked back and then seemed like you know a little stunned and unwilling to come forward and so busby kept telling her to stay put stay put and he blew it again and chased the ogre away again the ogre came back later um just before you arrived and he blew it again and it exploded um and if you have arcana and want to roll you would be able to tell if you get even uh um 12 yeah okay uh so you believe that that horn after you're able to inspect it you know when when you first met busby it was a horn of blasting so there's like a one in five chance of it exploding um and he basically risked his life to save darley and um you know managed to get two blasts off to keep the ogres away until you guys showed up. So in Darley's eyes, he's a hero. He Uh, is a hero. Yes. Yes. Um, so she's, she's still sobbing and she's, she's like, I'm going to tell everyone I'm going to let them know what you've done. You know, she's talking to him like he's still there. And, um, you know, obviously he's going to get a very good report now instead of the (laughs) bad one that he, he, uh, she had started on. Um, but she's still very, uh, uh, very shaken. Um, and um, she eventually comes around enough to ask you, like, can you can you help me get to Arguin's Pass? Of course. I must get to the Gnome Depot. <laughs> of course. That is where it we're headed. Be our pleasure. Okay. Um, I so- think we should doubt that the Gnome Depot there is any safer than the last one yeah yeah good point yeah that's a that is a good point um so she uh manages to you guys uh i'm assuming she wants to go back to the wagon i'm assuming you guys help her get back there mm-hmm. um no, thora thor is just sitting up there with the with the dead body oh okay. she's very sad yeah busby um, was really good to we you. should probably i'll keep eating berries and go bodies. see if i can find a shovel in the yeah yeah if i had a shovel Yep. Uh, so you you do find some implements around the wagon uh, area. Uh, the only thing they managed to pick up at uh, um, Twallingford was uh, a box of crowbars. So there's some crowbars, but you do find a shovel that they had in there before. And uh, so you can use the shovel. There are crowbars. She grabs the, the strong box, which was just uh, sitting there. Um, underneath the wagon and she takes that out and kind of clutches it to her chest and um and uh she she wants to reward you guys um for helping her and taking her to Arguin's pass so she's willing to give you a hundred gold if you can get her there safely each uh no not each i (laughs) told you those ogres were something wasn't right acting squirrely so I'll use the shovel and bury, since there's already a hole. <laughs> Half your work is done. Bury him where he lies. Work, oh. work smarter, not harder, right? 
So you uh, you dig a nice uh, nice gnome sized hole uh, in the charred earth and uh, uh, lay the remains of Busby Fizzbang Wagonmaster Thirty Nine. Would you like to say any last words, Dora? I I cannot. Too sad. Mm-hmm. How about the cleric? What, what do you do again? <laughs> um, I don't think everyone's gonna like my. Uh... Oh yeah, it's true. It might be kind of a downer. Um, <clears throat> with our mouth agape by the end of your day. I could find some boards. <laughs> if off only the he had kept himself the... out of danger's way and kept to the shadows. <laughs> Stick to the shadows, you old fool. Um, so I miss that culture. So yeah, I'll get some boards off the wagon and make him a little marker. Yeah, some kind. marker and. All right. Right, fizzy on it. Fizzy, here he went bang. That's terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. So mean. Uh, um, so, so is the wagon destroyed? Uh, Can we ride it? Is it still the, usable? Yeah. It's, uh, you might be able to put it back together. Um, and as you're searching around, you see the other ogre. Uh, he was off on that ridge because there's one horse left. Okay, um, so she can ride the horse. Yeah. Uh, you can try to fix the wagon if you want, or you have this other horse that seems a little skittish, but anyone has animal handling of any sort. have her ride along with us. Well, I guess I would like to see if we can fix the car. Where was Mark in all this? I was going to say, where? what happened to Marconi? He Markoff. Just Markoff. Marky Mark froze when you guys got to the uh, wagon and basically was just hiding there the whole time. Good to know. Good yeah. man. Good man. Not a not a good guy in a fight. He's not a fighter. Are you sure you should be coming with us? Like, I, I can help. I can help, and I want to be there when you find her. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, yeah. He's he's not going to be too handy, but maybe he has information that can help you. Um. So, the late Busby Fizzbang uh, is. Uh, laid to rest. Mm-hmm. Darley is uh, um, happy to pay you a hundred gold. Um, just she just gives it to you. She's still in a little bit of shock, um, maybe mildly concussed. And uh, he guys does she do have any wounds want. that need tending to? Um, none that you can see. She seems fine. Um, just you know, mentally, maybe not quite. Back to our normal self. Some existential wounds that mm. the teachings of Philo might help. Maybe have. she yes. might be open to that. Now. Yeah. yeah. Well, Thora would like to look around for some memento. Okay. To carry with her. Of like Busby. Yeah. Oh. Okay. What about his exploded horn. I'm like I saved his toe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. I'm so uh, I'm so. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was a, a stare. That's quite a glare. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so if. It, if we can write the wagon, I'd like to, I mean, whatever there, let's take it. Okay. If, if we've got to put it together, I'd rather we just head off. Um, I'll, I'll roll and see how, uh, how damaged it is. Um, so as you, uh, start inspecting the wagon, uh, you can see that it's, most of it is pretty superficial. Um, you know, some of the, the sideboards have been smashed in two and no longer useful. And probably with only one horse, you probably want to cut the weight down anyway. Well, we um, can use Mark's horse. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you uh, you are able. Well, why don't you roll a strength check, Call Show? 
I'll just base it on your massive muscles. He's not that muscly. <laughs> I'm wiry. <laughs> it's lean muscle. Yeah. I mean, is this something I could take? Is there a take 10? Is that an option? Uh, I don't think so. You but yeah, you, could keep, yeah, you could get assistance. Uh, you get advantage. Get advantage yeah. I'm yeah. stronger than I look. I can help you out. There, are, some, there are enough uh, boards and stuff you yeah. could use that as a lever. And I'd so say I have a fulcrum, have but I don't think I have one at all for my center of gravity. I give you a 17 assist. All right. Well, I mean, it takes takes a bit. I think. Okay. You're just adding in. Your and you have your horse. Yeah. So or it's athletic. probably. Uh, or athletics. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, worst case, I, you know, get some ropes and use a couple horses to yeah. ride it too. Yeah. So there, there's no doubt you can tip it over. Um, and so you you do, and you get it back up, and some of the you know, like I said, the sideboards are gone. Um, so it looks more like a your standard. Uh, wagon um some of the stuff is strewn about and kind of useless maybe not worth your time picking up um but the crowbars are there and (laughs) there's a a ladder and uh if we can find the right market for these sure we're gonna be rolling in it yeah rolling in the ladder money um and so you have a wagon now so that would suggest that we hook up uh, the other horse and Mark's horse and have them ride in the wagon? Yes. Okay. And what did we find of Busby's that I can keep? There's um, a sideboard. <laughs> it has the broken. 39 on it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say that he had a... Uh, uh, um, gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> he got blown up. Um <laughs> <laughs> Is there a ring or a um, necklace or doesn't... Do you really want to poke around in that mess over there? I would have looked before we buried him, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Admitted it, you did too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. So he had uh, um, uh, inside of his... Um, while you were riding along, he had a small uh, hourglass that would help him, you know, keep time and stuff while he's on the road. Um, he, uh, handed that off to, um, um, uh, Darley before he went out and blew the horn and she is happy to give that to you. Good. That's um, mine. It's like an official wagon master hourglass with the, uh, FTA property of the FTA stamped on the bottom. First, Don't let the first gnomes edition, see you right? with that cause the, they'll take it back yeah. cause you're not licensed to have yeah, first edition limited edition um so you have that to remember busby by okay and you think of it fondly because he was constantly checking it and shaking it and you know seemed a little confounded by it sometimes but it's perfect okay so you guys have a wagon you have an extra horse um, Markov and Darley are in the back. I'm assuming you're heading back to the caravan route. And we'll probably have Mark drive. Okay. Yeah, that would probably be good since Darley's still not quite herself. Yeah. Thora, are you going to ride in the wagon? No. No. Too many memories. <laughs> uh, so you guys head off and you're on your way to Argwin's Pass. And the day, the rest of the day passes without incident. 
um, Darlie seems to perk up and you can see that she, uh, uh, she had gathered up some, some notes and things. And you see that she, you know, was looking at some of her, the, some of the stuff that she had written about Busby and was like shaking her head and seemed really like disgusted with herself and was like ripping things up and throwing them out the wagon. And, um, uh, she's, you know, starts towards the end of the day, she starts to, you know, make new notes and she seems to be back to her old self. And eventually you guys get to, uh, it's late in the day, but you off in the distance see some, uh, lights, um, kind of, uh, there's a valley, um, where these two mountains come together and uh you're coming up to this ridge uh overlooking this valley and down in this town you can see you know the sun is setting behind the mountains so it's a little darker in the valley than uh, it actually seems where you're at um so you can see lights from inside some of the buildings and torches and stuff and call show you are struck immediately about the similarity from your dream this is the ridge that that man from last week was standing or on top of his horse and raised the same sword that you now carry above his head, looking down on Arglin's Pass. I think about drawing the sword and riding down and wreaking havoc, but... Just for fun? It just, rushes through you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Uh, I, I guess, I don't know. I I'll pause. Okay. Uh, because I'm assuming I didn't say it, but I'd be riding out ahead. So kind of standing on the ridge waiting for the wagon to catch up. I'll yeah. just reflect on that and look thoughtfully. Yeah, it's like a little bit of deja vu. Um, it makes so me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but you you definitely recognize it from the dream, and it seems very familiar, like you were just here. Um, when I pull up beside him, do I notice he's in deep in thought? Yeah, he's kind of... I probably look troubled. Yeah. What's on your mind, Kosho? You look a little bit you know, disturbed. Uh, it's memories, but not my own, I think. I don't know. Dreams? Something like that. I've had them too. <laughs> not the ones like you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had dreams before. <laughs> right. Mostly about Darley at this point. But. Yeah. Um, you gave her some time to... Yeah. Jeez. She's uh, Aileron's girl now. I guess. <laughs> uh, well, what do you want to do? So what are we looking at? This little, like a village? Is this Argon's Pass? Yeah, this is Argon's Pass. Should we camp here for the night? Uh, you're not that far from the town. I mean, you could definitely make it to town, but maybe you should talk to Markov since he's... Because Markov should not go into right. town. Yeah. Well, we could disguise him. Oh, yeah. That's Busby. Busby. Mm-hmm. S- staring at the hourglass. Um, so Markov, uh, he tells you now that there there is a, a tavern on the outskirts of the main square in Arglin's Pass. Uh, it's a small place uh, called the King's Rest. And uh, he knows uh, that... Uh, quite a few of the more disgruntled townsfolk uh, gather there. And he thinks it might be 
a good place to start uh, trying to track down information and how to get into the temple. Where are we in day? We're at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Is it past dinner time? Uh, it's not. Night? Well, it's not really night. It's darker in the in the valley sure. because of the mountains. Sun um, is setting. Yeah, but it's still light where you are. Okay. Um, and so you, you you know plenty of daylight for you to see and stuff. Um, I think we should just ride down there. Sure. Let's um, take some small effort to conceal Mark's identity. All right. Which is wearing a. One of Alaron's uh, deeply hooded cloaks. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. <laughs> so Does he's... Darley want to be dropped off at the Gnome Depot? Yeah. So the Gnome Depot and Arguin's Pass, and in most most towns, is pretty close to the main uh, caravan route. So sort of on the outskirts of, of town. Um, and you guys ride down this uh, ridge and heading towards the town. Uh, you get closer. She gives you some directions. You get there. And when you get there, you see that there are, um, you know, two or three gnomes and they seem to be uh, packing up. Um, you see, uh, um, you know, they're loading up another wagon full of stuff and Darley goes uh, rushing up to them and, you know, has a brief conversation and she comes back and and she's like, you know, we're 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 packing up. We're we're out of here. We're heading back to Frogspit. Why? Um, I guess this has happened everywhere. That does not bode well for trade in the land. Yeah, the wagon masters are dead. The, you know, trade has stopped. The ogres betrayed them and killed off a lot of the wagon masters. And, and these, you know, people, uh, or other survivors that were coming from the other direction and uh, they managed to escape. But Does anybody know why the ogres kind of lost it? What happened? Uh, she, she says, from, from what I can tell, it seems like it was coordinated. Something with the full moon. This is from the... These ogres are Golrum Sook? Yep. Right? Gulram Suk. And uh like how long have they been employed by the, the gnomes? The the um, GT whatever. FTA. FTA. Uh that's pretty recent, probably okay. just in the past six months. This is the first mm-hmm. time this has ever happened. Yes. So the the Gulram Suk is kind of a collective of you know, people say smart ogres. Mm. Uh they're a little bit smarter than average. They want to, you know, earn money. They want to be involved in, you know, trade and things like that. And they uh, started to, you know, hire themselves out as mercenaries and bodyguards. And and so this has been going on for a couple of years where they've been trying to make inroads. And finally, the FTA felt like, well, this could be a great deal for us if we just hired them to supply you know, security on all the wagon routes. It's going to really hurt their brand. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Does anybody else know that it's the moon or is... Um, The the other guys there, the other, well, guys, the other gnomes there that that made it out from a different wagon train, um, they uh, said that they noticed that their ogres were, you know, waiting for, you know, 
the second night of the full moon and you know they'd been looking and you know jabbering on for a while and seemed extra um, yeah, we noticed that too yeah it's too bad we were not in the camp yeah yeah so she's uh she tells them all about busby and tells them all about you guys coming to save them you know just a little too late to save save busby but uh you know they know obviously know busby and they start talking and and they they seem very you know wistful about the situation and start swapping stories about busby and um you know so you guys overhear some of it and it sounds like it's all very positive and you know are we just standing in the street at this point? <laughs> Staring. Because I'm probably standing in the sh- shadows. Yeah. Well, Always yeah. in the shadows. Well, we were we went to the Gnome Depot. <clears throat> yep. Right? So we're, yeah. we're in out. the Gnome Depot. In the Gnome parking Depot. lot. Is it just the like in the parking lot? Lord's Warehouse. <laughs> um, yeah, well, before I you head out, maybe we can go to a tavern and have some drinks in the memory of Fisby. Uh, uh, she's, she's like... I, I, I don't think they want to go into town. Uh, okay. I think I think we're going to leave now and get out of town as quickly as possible. But I, I will I will let everyone at the FTA know what you've done and what Busby has done, and we will remember him and you. And I, thank you again. And you know, Charlie, <laughs> don't leave me. Be safe. Oh, okay. walk in the shadows. I, I will, Elrond. I'll put my hand on her shoulder. She gives you a Look big hug. Eyes. Okay. I'm just going to kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Uh, so, yeah, she gives you a big hug, and then she she smiles at uh, at Bjorn and, and the rest of you. And um, you know, Safe t- travels to you all. Uh, same to you. Good luck, Good luck. and uh, thanks, for the, thanks for the money. And Oh, can I have one of those crowbars? Uh, yes, she gives you a crowbar. Okay. You never know when when you can use one of those. Yeah. So you have a crowbar now. It's a 25 Uh, gold piece. Yeah, I think we should all have complimentary crowbars. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Another souvenir. (laughs) I don't know. They're probably too heavy for you. Could be. I have a 13 strength. Thank you very much. (laughs) I have no constitution, but... Um... So you guys, uh, on the outskirts of Arguin's Pass, um, from what you can tell uh, where you're at in the parking lot of the Gnome De- Depot, um, there uh, doesn't seem to be anything out of the ordinary. But you can now see, uh, why don't roll a history check and give you a little backstory here. At 21. Can you roll that untrained? Yeah. Yep. You yeah. Can, any skill you can roll, you just always add your whatever your... <laughs> Modifier is or 10. Is 10. I got 21. 20. 10. Oh, okay. <laughs> you and I are just, yeah. Just History zones. buffs. Yeah. Um, so you, you guys know that, uh, you know, a hundred plus years ago, the, uh, the Drummondorish forces came through the pass, managed to capture, uh, the town and, um, the, uh, old, uh, King Solhad, uh, people called him, uh, Dark Star. That was his nickname. Um, Solhad. That's his name. Yeah, uh, he was he was kind of crazy. So he uh, people loved him. Uh, people also feared him. Um, but uh, he was brilliant tactician, kind of a, a natural 
and uh, he managed to save the town. Um, he brought his armies here. Uh, the king uh, of uh, Drummondor was was in the town. Uh, he was leading his forces. Uh, he retreated when uh, Solhad arrived, and he had a large cadre of uh, sorcerers and wizards along with him, and uh, through some unknown magics, uh, pulled down the mountains around the pass and destroyed the fortress, sealed his own army on the other side so they'd have to fight to the death with uh, the Ashmore Ashmorean forces. And uh, Solhad came in and wiped them all out, um, every last one of them. Wow. And uh, so that's kind of the history of the town. And so uh, as you're looking over it, you know that probably what they're doing is they're they're digging out some of the, the rubble and stuff and trying to restore the old fortress or turn that into their temple. That's what the heralds are doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can sort of see that off in the distance that... There are some lights kind of twinkling up on this, you know, pile of, you know, boulders and things that serve as a backdrop for the rest of the town. Um, and Markov is there and he, he tells you this way, you know, to the king's rest. Okay. Uh, we proceed. Yes. All right. To the king's rest. To the king's rest. So you wander through town and, you know, you don't see too many people. It is getting late. Uh, no many, uh, but not too many people are out in the streets. It seems a little quiet for a town this size, but you don't see any heralds walking around. Nobody in robes. Um, and so uh, that's probably good. I uh, feel a little bit relieved that they're not just like everywhere. Um, and you make it to um, sort of the town uh what used to be the town center, but is kind of off um, towards this uh, where the mountain came crashing down. And you find this small, you know, building, uh, very ramshackle, run down. Um, there's a large oak tree, uh, must be a couple hundred years old, in the back uh, of this establishment. And as you walk around the front, you see that it has a sign hanging over the door. Um, and painted on the sign, you see like someone wearing a crown kind of leaning up, you know, uh, against this tree. Um, and you can assume put two and two together that might be the tree that's behind this place. Um, and this is the King's rest. They have a place for the horses. Uh, yes, there is a place out back by, uh, the tree. Okay, so I'll we'll lead the horses there. I will be sure to have a nice chat with the horses about. Oh, I forgot you could do that. Yeah, about yeah. staying put and not letting anybody else harass them. And... Be good. Here's a crowbar. <laughs> um. So yeah, you talk to the horses, and they're 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 cool. Okay. Yeah. Good. And... I think I will name my horse Dark Star. Oh, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go in and get a table in the corner all right so you guys go in and when you're putting the horses away i should say that they're they're a group of men out back who are kind of lounging around and they seem to be keeping a watch on not on the place but for other people like maybe they 
belong there, but they're looking out for uh, others. Uh, that's what it seems like to you. So they, they give you a glance and realize right away that you're not anyone that they, they care about. Um, and you put your horses away, you go back around front and go through the door. And in this relatively small little tavern, and there are probably a half dozen people in there. Um, sitting at tables, a uh, couple in pairs, a uh, couple up at the bar, and there's a bartender, and uh, he like looks at you, and he kind of gruffly says, "Welcome to the King's Rest." And uh, thank you, L, please for me and my friends. No, no L. <laughs> no L. Okay, I'll ju- I'll take hers then. <laughs> a cider, I believe she likes. Yes, yes. cider. Hot cider. Um, so he gets he gets the drinks uh, all lined up for you, and he asks for uh, a couple silver, and uh, some you guys pay. I'll, I will buy the drinks this tonight. All right. Oh, thank you. So he uh, he uh, gives you the drinks, and you can scope out the place. Uh, everyone seems to be keeping to themselves. Uh, the two people at the bar. Uh, they're not sitting right together, but you can tell that they're they're kind of talking to each other. What's the racial makeup in here? Half elves, gnomes, anything? Um, there uh, appears to be at least one half elf, um, and the rest are humans. So, Thora will speak to the bartender a little bit more. Is there is there food as well? Oh, uh, only if you brought your own. I don't have time for that. Oh, it's, it seems kind of quiet here tonight. It's always quiet. Oh, why is that? Uh, it's just the mood of the town. Is that new? Uh, if you're asking me if it was always this way, then, you know, it hasn't always been this way. Uh, but it seems like it. What has happened? I'd rather not say. He kind of looks around. Do you have a kitchen I could use? <laughs> uh, he shrugs and he, he points over to, uh, there's a little uh, fireplace. There's kind of like a, a spot um, next to the fireplace where there's some, you know, pots and things like that, uh, like a cauldron. And um, he said that there's a, there's a cellar um through uh uh through the door and you can go and grab he's got some you know vegetables and things turnips turnips oh wow taters uh, i'm going to pull out my smoked herring that i've been saving and have anybody else would like some oh, oh sweet yes, thank you this is very good smoked herring mm-hmm. um we live lavishly on the road so <laughs> thora is not done with him okay <laughs> okay. uh, so you put the hourglass down and I still have time. <laughs> so she she'll lean across the bar and and try and be like conspiratorial. You can cons- you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um and just like so so you can tell me quietly what what has happened. Um he kind of looks at you and he's, you know, kind of shaking his head and he looks over at the one of the guys at the bar um, and you notice that this guy uh, that he uh, looks at is missing an arm 
And, uh, and then he, uh, that guy looks up, looks at the bartender, turns to you and he's like, it's those damn heralds, lady. What, what do you mean? Like nothing but trouble. There are all kinds of trouble. Indeed, indeed they are. But what has happened? Well, they've basically taken over the town. How many of them are there? I I don't know. Dozens? Hmm. And with what force have they taken over the town? I have some powers. Some of them do. Um, the, the rest, they're just... I don't know. I think people are just too afraid to stand up to them. I'm going to pull my hood back to expose my pointed ear and say, and I assume they're running my kind out as well. And he kind of nods and he's like, for, for the most part, they haven't been too uh, overt about it, but uh, they, they definitely don't don't like anyone that's not human. Uh. Where, where, where do they... They have a central place. They live in the temple. Uh, he's. Uh, why don't you roll persuasion? Oh, I'll gladly roll persuasion. Hey, Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Mm, God, 23. you're good at that. Um. So, he's he's like you know he kind of leans in closer to to you all, and he's he's like, uh, well, uh, I used to I used to work for him did some work uh, a few months ago excavating an old uh, drainage tunnel underneath the old fortress. Um, just me and my cousin, Garth, and uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, we were uh, paid, not, not well, uh, but, we, but we had jobs, and it was steady work, and uh, we had fun uh, working together. And we were excavating this tunnel, and uh, something happened. Something, something was living down there, and it came out and attacked Garth, you know, and me uh, took my arm, and then it uh, took Garth away, and uh, I, I barely made it out of there. And those heralds, they, they owed me money. They owed me a lot of money, and they refused to pay me after I lost my damn arm. You know, Garth has a wife and kids, you know, they had to leave because the heralds wouldn't pay him what they owed Garth and he was dead. That's a (laughs) very shocking story. Uh, Your arm, I mean, that's just all at once. That's a sad, sad story. So that was a good role. So he, uh, he unloads on you. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So... Is that where they are? Uh, you know, he he looks around again and he's kind of scans the room quickly. Yeah. He's like, I can tell you where we ran into whatever that thing was down there. That was right below where their main sanctuary is. Could someone possibly show us the entry? I, I'm not going near it, but I can tell you where it is. That Could would, you that or, or draw a map? It's in the northeast corner of the main square, Stone Sears Square. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a there's a shack, and behind the shack, there's a there's a grate, and they've locked it up now. But that's that's where we were working. 
Mm. All right. You see Cole Show come out of the, the cellar with an arm full of vegetables and starts, starts <laughs> cooking over there, oblivious <laughs> to your whole conversation. Just making yourself comfortable. Yeah, he's just over there. <sighs> yeah, cooking away. Smell. People are starting to perk up. Smell of food. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, and this, this uh, gentleman's name is Arlen. Uh, Arlen Copley. And uh, you learn more about him, and, and he's... Uh, I really wanted him to be Wayne. I really thought you were going to go with Wayne. <laughs> I thought about it, but then I thought, Gnome Depot and Rowdy Roddy too much, Piker. Too much. Yeah, maybe I'm doing too much. But um, So uh, Arlen is, uh, you know, he's just, he's very disgruntled. And the other guy at the bar, he comes over and, and he... You know, you know, sits in the seat next to Arlen, and and he starts talking about his, you know, his wife, you know, and he has a similar problem. His wife was kind of convinced to join up early, and and he hasn't seen her, and he's gone up and, you know, knocked on the, you know, uh, you know, Harold's door, trying to get some kind of answer out of them, begging them, pleading, and nothing. She's mm-hmm. just gone. And, uh, so he's pretty upset too. Um, as the night wears on, uh, you guys learn more about sort of the situation in town. And, uh, one of the guys, you recognize him from one of the guys that was hanging out back. He comes running in and he runs over to the bartender. And, uh, um, if you want to roll perception, see if you guys just overhear it. You don't have to. Yes, I do. 25. 25. So. So it was years. <laughs> it's also where I put years. myself in the room. Oh. Yeah. Strategy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, this guy runs in and he's like, he's like, did you, I just heard that they, they arrested the sheriff. Uh, they've got him locked up and they're going to execute him tomorrow. So. Okay. Yeah. So they seem, uh, you know, the bartender seems really kind of like disgusted with that. He's like shaking his head and grumbling, you know, and then he goes over and he uh, looks at you guys kind of like, you know, not sure if he wants to say this in front of you, but he leans into Arlen and this other gentleman, you found out his name is Deaver, um, uh, leans into them and said, you know, just found out they arrested the sheriff. And so they're like, you know, God, God dang, we got to do something, you know, got to do something. Something has to change around here, you know, and they're just drinking, slamming them down, but in a very angry way now. Mm. Um, life is pretty hard for the people in the tavern here who are a little more on the um, losing side when it comes to. Well, you look like you need some stew. Oh, well, yeah, they'll, they'll take it. <laughs> so what if the townsfolk, you can take to... the cook out of the kitchen, but you can't take the kitchen out of the cook. <laughs> what if the townsfolk were to cause a commotion, allowing us to go in and investigate via this little shed? That would work too. But there's clearly something in that tunnel that... Is eating people and eating arms and <laughs> what is this? That's why we have a call show. Oh. Wait, uh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Something ate his arm. Yeah, that sounds bad. Um, have more stew. 
so what's the deal with the sheriff then? You said he's arrested. What's he's arrested for? Uh, you know, he's asking too many questions, causing too much trouble. Oh, that sounds like us. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, you don't know anything about the sheriff, but uh, it sounds like they they held him in some regard here, at least in. So where would he be held right now? Uh, he, uh, from what this uh, guy knows that uh, came in, um, thinks that uh, he's being held in uh, some stocks um, and the uh, Stone Seer Square, which is where you're headed. Well, there you go. I'm going to tell Cole Show about the uh, entrance of the shack because he was gone. Okay. So there's some underground thing yeah. with something big and scary some that monstrous, eats people. Yeah, and that's a way, though, to believe that's right underneath where they, the uh, heralds have their main stay. It'd be like, a way to get in, possibly. Yeah. Or get eaten. Or get eaten, or you know. Eaten. But, I mean, if you're afraid, I mean... You know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's near where the, the jail cell or the... Cells stocks, are. so stocks. We could help the locals free the sheriff. Mm. Let's go talk to the sheriff. Uh, do you think we'll be able to talk to the sheriff? You don't think somebody is guarding the sheriff? If he's in stocks in the public square, what are they going to do? Keep us from talking to him. <laughs> that would draw attention to us. Then they would know our faces. Exactly. I I am with the scary one on this. Well, you could do some. No, 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 Why don't we go at least look? There's yeah. ways to talk to people, or at least tell them something without actually having to be talking to them. Oh uh, yeah, you've got that weird we trick. Some skills. Oh yeah, it creeps me you out. Say, just yeah, you say, I'm, I'm the sorry, scary one. But, He's uh, the one who's <laughs> talking in our heads. Probably while you're sleeping. Yeah. Suggest subliminal messages. Darley's yeah. mine. You're the one who <laughs> shoots lightning out of your fingertips. I mean, what are we talking about here? Well, I'm just saying, if if we can get close, you know, I can. I mean, who among us tell is him not something creepy. and get some responses from him? I'm I, perfectly normal. Just an idea. I'll flex my pecs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, you guys want to go recon the? Yes. Okay. So. Uh, Markov knows where this is. Um, uh, you, you definitely have the, the full blessing of everyone that was in the King's Rest, um, but they're not too keen in uh, causing too much more trouble other than grumbling at this point. I can understand. Um, so, but Markov, he, he takes you and um, he seems really nervous, uh, but he's also eager to uh, find his daughter so he takes you to the square which is again not far away and uh you guys get there and i will put that on your map let me know if you can see it we see something all righty so the square is just kind of an open space where they have uh, a market and there's some stalls set up um and uh, you see uh, that there appears to be a gallows set up in the middle of the square. Uh, there are two braziers on either side of the gallows. 
or actually there's a gallows and the stocks are right next to it. And you see a small figure of uh, kind of leaning into this wooden beam in front of him, um, down on his knees. Uh, and it's a, a fellow halfling. Oh no. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there's, there's light, but you, you don't see any guards, uh, but there's a tower kind of built. It looks like, a you know, sort of a viewing platform. Okay. Um, and, uh, Markov knows that this is, this is where the heralds kind of watch the executions happen. Uh, and he said they, they do some weird prayers and stuff in there like all day before, you know, so there are probably people in there. That overlooks the square. Yep. Well, I'm, I mean, if that's, is there any kind of questions or anything you want me to ask him? I'm still going to go with this plan. Is it... So the sheriff is a halfling? Is that he's what he's a halfling, it? yeah. He seems to be alone. Seems to be alone. I'm going to stay in the shadows. Well done. <laughs> well, I can, uh, you know, get a nonchalantly get into the area. Over here, there's this little tent area. Yeah. And these are, you know, just little uh, yeah. market stalls. Is he facing which way? This way? Uh, facing away from you. Okay. I'd kind of like to possibly, if I can get to the point where I can be in, in vision of them. Let's say over here, is this little fountain over here? Or? Um, right there? Where? No, that's uh, another little like hut. Okay, I'm going to kind of just walk along around the edge there. Sticking oh, to the shadows. Kind of, yeah, he sees me. All right. And then, in, you know, say, I am a fellow halfling. You can see me to your right. Clench your right fist if you see me. I'm talking to his head. And, okay. And mentally. So, uh, head was kind of down, leaning up against this uh, beam in front of him. Uh, and you see it kind of slowly rise up. And uh, uh, head slowly turns towards your direction and uh, looking uh, towards you, kind of scanning the darkness. Um, and then, but you do see his fist clench on the other side of this beam. We are here on behalf of the people of your, your village to help you. Is there somebody watching that you know of? Um, yeah, right hand clinch for yes, <laughs> left for no, because you can't talk back to me. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So uh, right hand clinches for yes. Are they up in that tower? Uh, right hand clinches. Do you know how many? Uh, left hand clinches. It would you? I guess what questions would, would I ask you? <laughs> Do you want to escape? Right, right. <laughs> um, are you? You want? Can we do this tonight? Would you feel safer in the dark, or should we wait? Um. He clenches for yes. Okay. I will. To which one? Right, right. <laughs> um, open in questions only. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to back to my party and I'll be back. You can trust me. 
Uh, <laughs> see him nod. Okay. <laughs> Strange voice. Fellow halflings. Um, so you well, if he would know, that. he wouldn't. If he knew a halfling in my race, of my that I was a ghost, wise, he would know. You've heard of? Yeah, these he's he's probably before. surprised. Right. Um, but you know, very, very unusual. But at this stage, he's not going to turn anything down, right? So I'll go back and tell them basically what we knew. But uh, um, you know, he's willing and the uh they seem to be in the tower watching us so we would definitely pull attention but right well i could set the tower on a fire that would work too <laughs> as a distraction could you describe this so this is like a big is the tower on the map uh yeah it should be uh off uh north of you a ways uh, is it that be. 10 by 10 thing over there? Yes. So it's not really huge. Not huge. So this is like a wooden... And how tall is it? Um, I would say about 15 feet. Oh. Okay, so that's like not big at all. No, it's just to see over the crowds, I guess, when it comes execution day. So we can't like him... We can't see somebody on the on the top of it, though? Uh, it's enclosed. Uh, you can see light coming through uh, where there's a ladder um, and light coming out. Uh, must be windows on the other side. Um, a fire would be very yes, good. A fire would be very good. Well, I mean, there, there can't be more than two, three or four people two, in there. Three, sure. I could sneak around and murder them quickly. <laughs> <laughs> That's your answer for everything. It's your resume, right? Sneaking around murdering them. And while I'm doing that, uh, you uh, ushered the uh, ushered the sheriff away. That sounds like a delightful plan. Oh. Yeah. It seems win-win to me. <laughs> All right. So that's the plan? Or do you guys have anything else? That, do you uh, want to... You've got some lockpicking skills too? Elrin? I'm passable. Okay. So I can go... I'm guessing he's locked in the stocks. There's a padlock of some sort. Yes. If you two want to go there or do you want to come with us? So before we do this, yeah. <laughs> do if you just go and kill the people in the tower, then the rest of the, uh, the robed ones, what are we calling them? The heralds. Heralds. Then they will all know that. They'll be alerted. Yes. So is that what we want to do? It could be messy. I don't know. I'm not very good for subtlety. Or what well, we could just... I don't know. I like the idea of a fire. We distract them with the fire and then we release the, the sheriff. Oh, how... Okay. Compromise. You do the fire, but maybe <laughs> um, is there some way... Kill them go, as they run out. Uh, well, I could go and see if there's a way to block the door so they can't run out. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can talk about it. Actually, before either of you do these big, flashy approaches, we could use this dust that I bought from Busby to cause us all to fade from sight. Oh. Hey, that'd work. Huh. Oh. Gather round. It's a little less uh, flashy, but... A little less murdery. Yeah, a little less murdery. I think murdery. you said something now instead of a fire. 
<laughs> Fires are nice. As amusing as that is, yeah. it does tend to attract attention as well. But they happen naturally. <laughs> but they still attract attention. <laughs> okay. Okay. Reluctantly. Mm. So, let's go with Shadow Man tonight. Okay. Perhaps we murder tomorrow. I'll pull out my dust and uh, throw it in the air, sprinkle it over us. All right. So what does that do again? Um, each creature within 10 feet of you becomes invisible for 2d4 minutes. All right. Minutes. So well, that's handy. we're good for, ooh, there's a four and there's a one. So five minutes. Five minutes. So yeah, uh, that should be plenty of time to get over to the sheriff. Just don't attack anything. <laughs> Okay, so you guys are just approaching straight on now that you're invisible? Yeah, yep. I assume we're still, still being stealthy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you get over there. It's far enough away. I won't make you roll um, for any noise or anything like that. Um, so you manage to get up there, and um, he uh, actually hears you as you set foot on this platform that the stocks are set on. Um, st- starts to look around, you know, like what's going on. A little quickly tell him, it's me again. We're invisible. Just act normal. <laughs> act normal. <laughs> what else is he going to do? <laughs> so he acts, uh, he acts normal. Um, and he nods his head and he kind of yeah. leans it up against the beam. Um, and uh, you see on the other side of this beam, there's, uh, you know, mechanism uh, and some bars that are put together and there's a... Uh, crude padlock on the other side i will try to unlock the padlock all right i'm gonna get out my crowbar (laughs) i probably didn't do too well you might need to get that crowbar yeah (laughs) well i i would give you guidance oh i i it's a d4 right yes i don't know if that's really gonna help too much but we will give it a shot Hope for the best. Yeah. Uh, nine probably didn't do it. I don't know how crude it is. Yeah. It's not quite that crude. Okay, um, can, can you try again? Or is that, yeah. Does anyone else have one? Well, it didn't break. I have these tools as yeah, well, but... Uh, just you're adding your dexterity yeah. to your roll. I can add guidance again. Okay. And we're using which proficiency? So just add your dexterity modifier. Just dex? Yep. Oh, okay. Plus your proficiency, so... So that's two, two, five. That's a 15 total. And then add, yeah. then you can add a D4. Yep. And add the D4. Yeah. So 15, 16. Yep. That'll do it. There we go. Pop. Yep. So it pops open and uh, you, uh, I imagine, very carefully take it out and undo it. Um, and you. Uh, and I'll throw it at the tower. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Take that. You get the girl in the lock. It's just not fair. <laughs> um, so you guys, uh, I don't know how you want to do this. Just backing away from the stocks. With... I guess he's he's not invisible. Right. right. That's a flaw. But he could hide <laughs> under my cloak. <clears throat> you know, like I'm always saying. <laughs> uh, so if you start backing straight away, um, uh, Let's say uh, I'll have him roll stealth because uh, he's been on his locked up there in that position for a while. So he's he's fine. He's able to um, get up. 
Plus, he's a halfling. He could probably poke around a little bit easier. Yeah. Being small. I could carry him. Yeah, he's he's fine. Um, so he starts backing away, and you guys are kind of, I'm guessing, around him. Um, and uh, he backs straight away very slowly, uh, carefully, and uh, kind of merges with the shadows, uh, to with the stalls that are behind behind you. So he's no longer there um, in the stocks, which if anyone would look, they would probably notice, although he is very small. So from the side that the tower is, they might not be able to see it. Um, But he's in the shadows now, and he's uh, um, kind of looking around, like trying to, you know, See who's all there, but no one's there because you're all invisible. He's like, ah, thank you. Thank you. Time for thanks later. We must get to the crate. So northeast corner of the square. Let's go. Okay. Um, he's like, one, one, one second. Who, who was speaking with me in my mind? Is, am I right to believe that you, you're a brother, a fellow halfling? Yes, it is me, Bjorn Bristlebaum. Ah, Bjorn Bristlebrum. Thank, thank you, brother. Uh, I, I haven't met one of your kind in quite a while. Um, it, it's good, good to have you here. Thank you. You are very most welcome, brother. Um, he, uh, he's like, he's like, I, I, I have some things. Uh, over in that wagon. Can, can anyone retrieve them? I can. Uh, okay. So, I will go retrieve them. Okay, so you go over, uh, you see uh, there's, a, there's a cloak and some clothes, and there's another bag, and it appears to be full of uh, um, some armor and other things. Uh, all right, I'll scoop it all up and sneak back. Okay, so uh, you bring it back to him, and uh, he, uh, um, you know, I guess he sees it floating <laughs> back to him. <laughs> um, so he's, he's, you know... Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and then he grabs the cloak uh, uh, bundle kind of gingerly, wraps it around himself because it's a chilly night. Um, and uh, he's like, uh, okay, I can I can help you get there. The the, the grate? I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the drainage tunnel. Yes, we are going to save your village okay. from the heralds. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, okay, okay, that would... That would be wonderful. We'll come find you later. Um, so Markov's invisible, but he's 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 freaking out right now. This is like too much action for him. Um, he's like, I, I'll, I'll I'd be happy to help help the halfling get out of here. Okay, great. Let's. Let's we need to get a move on. We get like one minute tops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he's like, he's like, this is, this is too, too much for me. I, I, I'm, I'm not meant for this, but please, please find my daughter, please. And then he, um, uh, uh, grabs onto the hell halfling because the halfling suddenly seems startled. And, uh, you know, you hear them talking and he's like, I'll, I'll lead you, I'll lead you away. And, um, the halfling, uh, grabs the, the pack, um, opens it up and starts pulling out, um, some uh studded leather armor uh it's like a kind of a nice green uh dyed set um very uh ornately done 
Um, and he, he's like looking around again and he's like, uh, brother, thank, thank you. What, um, my name is Handy, Ferris Handy. Um, this is all I can give you, but, um, I hope it is well received and your, uh, rescue tonight is much appreciated. You're very welcome. And this will be used with honor, brother. Okay. And, uh, you see him start to, uh, uh, walk away and you assume Markov's with him. Um, and he turns just before he gets off and he kind of whispers loudly and he's like, till next summer, brother. Till next summer. <laughs> okay. So that is a halfling thing. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, I'll pay you back or mm-hmm. and next time we meet or until we see each other again something to that effect um and uh because there's the halflings all get together for this huge midsummer party called the summer moot where they elect their officials and things it's a long story but he is saying thank you and considers you a brother and uh, is now giving you his armor um uh, so you have ferris handy's studded leather armor Okay, let's get to the great. <laughs> to the great. Um, so you guys, just to get us there, you are able to basically walk straight across um, if you wanted to because you still have a minute or two left on your invisibility. Um, but if you want to be careful, go along the edge. It's darkness. You can get there. So you're at the... Uh, find this shack in the corner of Stoneseer Square and it uh, is just kind of covered with uh, um, pieces of, of wood and um, looked like it was just there to keep the rain out of this grate. And um, you see the grate. There's a, another padlock on it. You can do a strength check. You can try to pick it, whatever you want. You have crowbars, crowbars. so you get advantage if you want to break it open. Four crowbars at once. <laughs> <laughs> All united. Um, I mean, if we're trying to be quiet, you said like there's a padlock, you might want to pick yeah, it. I'll yeah. try. We'll pick try picking it. All right. I pick away. I'll, I'll give you guidance again. Okay. So, Bjorn, you're taking yeah. chance. Okay. Yep. So, that's a 22 this time. Wow. So, <clears throat> you do manage. This is a, you know, a more. Thank you, Dora. A newer lock, uh, better condition. Um, but uh, you managed to open it. Just like that, pops open, and you kind of laugh. Turn to Aleron and laugh, and you know, and you quietly open the grate. Makes a slight rusty, squeaking noise as you open it, so you're very careful. Um, and there's uh, a ladder leading down into this drainage tunnel. So we're doing this tonight. We're here. Okay, <laughs> we're here. Um, so you climb down into the tunnel, but that's where we're going to have to end it today. We went way long. So, uh, next time you will maybe find out what took, uh, Arlen's arm, right? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we could even get it back for him. (laughs) You never know. I'm so excited. Uh, slam it down on the bar table. (laughs) Yeah. This is something. (laughs) Uh, so well done, everyone. You rescued uh, Sheriff Handy, and uh, that was well done. 
And uh, you got some new armor. Yeah. Sheriff nice. Handy sounds like a Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I mean, Handy Smurf. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so well done. Uh, welcome to Argwin's Pass. And you're about to uh, get into the heart of the Temple of the Everlasting. Little so, dungeon crawl. Yeah. yeah should right. be fun. Hopefully awesome. we'll get into the hearts of some of the uh, people, too. <laughs> so gory. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yes. Wow. He's desperate to kill something. Desperate. Yeah. Um, well, good job, everyone, and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.